1: Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. No need to check your phone. You're listening to Better Than Yesterday with Angelo Kelly. This is a little bit, we're turning the tables today. So Angelo is actually going to be interviewed for the 100th episode. So welcome to your own podcast.
0: Thank you. I, th- I think uh, you're the only person who sees how many times I record the intros every Sunday. So I think I'm going to keep you around to do these every week.
1: <laughs> I think they would much rather hear from you. Um, all right. So when did you get this idea that you wanted to be That you wanted to flip this around for this, uh particular episode? Did you not have a guest in mind or what how was that thought process?
0: No, I was honestly uh taking a poop this morning and (laughs) I've been trying to not use my phone anymore in the bathroom. So I was like I was probably gonna do a solo episode anyway just because I didn't I didn't want to have like a specific guest be like number 100 and hype it up or anything like that. So I figured it would just be me. And then I'm like, why don't you just interview me? So thank you for doing this.
1: Absolutely. This works out well. (laughs) Um, All right. So when did you start the podcast? 2018, I thought.
0: August 2019.
1: Okay. And this is episode 100. So you've been doing it for like a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Awesome. So we're going to just roll through these questions. I did have some help when you told me that you wanted me to interview you. I was like, well, shit, I know a lot about you so um i called on some friends <laughs> so we have a bunch of questions for you today um let's just get rolling through them so right. what was the first goal that you ever set for yourself that you could remember it can be a, any kind of goal about the podcast or about life in general
0: um i guess we'll go with the podcast just because i have i remember more about that i can't remember the first goal i set for myself so just with the podcast it was you know like everybody i wanted to get a certain amount of downloads or i wanted to get a bunch of people to share it out or you know promote it on instagram i thought as soon as i started a podcast people would just magically want to hear from me so i think you know i probably thought i was going to have thousands of listeners or a certain download goal that i probably set for myself and then you know, when I release the first one and get like 15, 15 downloads the first day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought.
1: <laughs> Did you think that you were going to have like hundreds or thousands of downloads right away? Did you think that generally speaking, podcast? I know nothing about the podcast industry, but do you think generally speaking, more people get hundreds or thousands of downloads right away? Or do you have to really put in the work and, and hype it up and everything?
0: Well, I think it, it definitely depends on your social media following. Like a lot of the people who I'll see who put out podcasts, they might not even be that good, but they just have thousands of listeners right away because they have a big following. So naturally, if you have 100,000 followers and 5% of them listen to your episode, that's 5,000 right there. When I have 500 followers, obviously that, that 5 or 10% is a lot smaller. So I don't think I had this illusion that, that you know a million people are going to listen to it but it's hard <laughs> for for anyone who hasn't done this before and I don't want to like toot my own horn and say how great I am this has been the best thing that I've ever done in my life but it's a lot harder than I thought
1: yeah and even just literally we're sitting on opposite sides of the table that we usually sit I'm sitting in your chair right now and it's hard like I have my computer in front of me I have my notes I have all the questions and it's intimidating for me. I'd rather just be asked the questions, I think. But I I don't know. If anyone wants to start a podcast, it's, it, it's a lot of work. So yeah, I see a, how hard you work at it.
0: It's a lot of work, but it's also... I think one of the things that I thought originally was like, it's going to be super hard to get guests on and not a lot of people are going to want to come on. But what I learned is people love to talk about themselves. And yeah. two people are awesome. If you ask for stuff, people say yes. If you have a platform that people can come on and promote their gym or promote their new book, they're pretty receptive, which is, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so we're just going to roll through these questions here too. Um, some of them are pretty random. There's literally no, we're going to go all over the place here. Um, all right. So do you think any specific childhood experiences shaped you into who you are today?
0: So, I would say one in particular, and this this came from my dad when I was, I want to say seven or eight, he had this idea, I don't even know how it came about, but he was like, you should, we went to a Villanova basketball game, and Ed Wade's daughter, so Ed Wade was the GM for the Phillies, and his daughter coached at Villanova, so he's like, why don't you go out to Ed Wade at the Villanova basketball game, just talk to him, and I'm like, all right (laughs) you know I'm seven (laughs) or eight years old and I'm like hey Ed what's up and he's like hey like what's your name how you doing and uh I ended up asking him to be the bat boy for the Phillies and I did that for for a couple years and I asked players for bats and gloves and and cleats and everything and and they would say yes so I think that has definitely uh led well for the rest of my life where I'm really not afraid to ask people for stuff and I I know you have to have you have to give something in return so it's great that I do have the podcast where people can come on and and share their story and have a have a platform and you know get followers or get people who have never seen them to become a fan of their weightlifting or crossfit or whatever it is their nutrition coaching Uh, but yeah I think that has definitely led me to to just always ask for stuff, and the worst thing people can say is no.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that. Very yeah, my cool. dad
0: always told me that. He's like, what's the worst thing can say? No. And I would ask, hey, can I be a bat it's boy? such a dad thing to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long were you a bat boy? You said a couple years?
0: I probably did it for six or seven years. So it was... A, did you have a
1: favorite player that you would follow around?
0: Ryan Howard was was my guy. And uh, yeah, I he was literally the nicest guy like I would so we met him when he was in single A so that's for people who aren't familiar with baseball I think he was probably 21 or 22 years old at that time he was four levels away from the major league so he was an unknown no what no one really followed him or know who Ryan Howard was and I met him in Clearwater Florida and then he went to the Reading Phillies and he went to Scranton and Wilkes-Barre and then he was on the actual Phillies and became an MVP and rookie of the year but he was just the coolest guy and I remember He always struck out a bunch of times and I would like I would just make fun of him for striking out I'd be like Ryan like you didn't even put a ball in play yesterday And he would just be laughing and be like come on, man But uh, <laughs> yeah, he was definitely the favorite.
1: That's cool Tell us about your tattoos so what are the significance of them? How many do you have? What was your first one? Any plans to get more?
0: Ooh, I don't I don't know how many I have at this point. I would just say like my arm is one. <laughs> my yeah, other I don't arm, know how to answer that. Yeah. Like
1: the sleeve counts as one, I guess.
0: Yeah. So my first one was Carpe Diem, which is, you know, the biggest cliche that you can get on your body. <laughs> and I remember we went to Delaware to get it done because I was 17 at the time. And you couldn't do that in Pennsylvania. You had to get your parents to sign off. But I remember walking into baseball practice the next day with a cutoff. And, you know, you could see a little bit of my tattoo sticking out. And I just felt like the biggest badass. (laughs) So as far as a favorite, I I think I like that one the most just because it was my first one.
1: I hate the first (laughs) one that I got.
0: (laughs) I feel like it's... It's more like in the experience of like going and you're not really sure how bad it's going to hurt. Yeah. And like you're not, you know, I checked probably 50 times to make sure I spelled Carpe yep. Diem right. And then I'm looking at this, is C the first letter? And <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, let's get to the yeah
1: All right. They're doing, they're doing a good job so far.
0: Yeah. So you kinda of, that was like the first time, you know, I gave up control of my body. Like, yeah, you're like this guy hopefully he knows what he's doing hopefully he can spell this right hopefully he can get it inside the lines that he put on me so so that was scary yeah
1: did you go back to him for any others or was that the like first and only
0: um no I don't think I ever went back to that guy I there was no bad experience about it but I think I just started go into other people at that point
1: right because you well you could then go over 18 you could get tattooed in in PA yeah yeah
0: and I hope like if you get words on your body I hope the person doing it is competent enough to do that once you start getting into the designs then you want to have somebody who like specializes a little bit yeah
1: yeah for sure um okay so do you uh, well follow-up question to that are you planning to get any more
0: I would like to yeah um I kind of like the one sleeve look and the other arm kind of blank. So I don't know where I would put it. I would like to get... I like the chest pieces, but I'm so afraid of how bad that's going to hurt. Really? I don't feel
1: like it would be that bad.
0: I just... I like can't even... You know, I got... When I was getting my armpit done, that was the worst. And just knowing... Like it's been probably what, three years since I got that done, and even remembering that pain a little bit, I'm like, I do not want to get <laughs> another tattoo right now.
1: I vote for leg.
0: Yeah, I think for some reason my mom would be upset at the leg. I know like I'm basically covered in tattoos at this point, but yeah, she's always Yeah, what's said, another one? <laughs> I think the neck. The neck would be the oh, worst. Oh, don't do, I'm, the I'm do the neck. I'm never going to do the neck. I'm
1: not uh, a neck fan. No offense to any listeners that have neck tattoos. I'm just not personally a fan of them. So, yeah, I vote leg. Like. All right. So um, what is your favorite thing that you've ever purchased?
0: Oh, I like this question. Um, Favorite thing I've ever purchased? Probably the microphone that we're talking into now. <laughs> like, it's it's definitely... Really?
1: Not the Jeep?
0: Well, I had to get rid of it, so... Um,
1: yeah, but you still... I mean, you had yeah. it at one point. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's a good answer, too. I, I did love having the Jeep, but I think... This $130 microphone when I bought it I had no idea the people I was going to talk to No idea the connections I was going to make So that I think Like if I were to you know look into the future And realize the microphone was going to do all that for me Then yeah definitely that
1: Good all right significance behind that one Yeah Cool What kind of music do you listen to when you lift and why?
0: So if you ask me this you know before a competition or further outside of a competition it might be different but right now it's just rap music like Wiz Khalifa, Juicy J all like the harder the better is <laughs> like what Joe's what, favorite yeah <laughs> the hard rap the more drugs and violence the, <laughs> oh, the more God. I like it but yeah I think it, it definitely varies but rap music is definitely if I'm gonna have a heavy day That's what I want on and none of this 70s bullshit and cindy lopper
1: (laughs) Yeah, I heard about that the other day (laughs) People were texting me All right, so who is your favorite contestant on the bachelor right now? And are you so pumped that I got you into this show finally?
0: I mean, it's embarrassing (laughs) to say but yes, it's actually it's a good show I can say with confidence my least favorite person. Well, everyone has the same Victoria. least favorite. I hope she uh,
1: don't uh, say anything mean.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I hope she's done by the next episode. I oh, don't know yeah. if that if they're gonna keep her around. But I like Abigail. She's me too. She's, she's deaf, but uh, I think she she just seems super sweet. And yeah, cute.
1: And... I really like her too. I really like Sarah.
0: Yeah, Sarah's dad has the ALS and I said Mm -hmm. that was like a lot of baggage to to go into but I think uh, yeah I I would like to see it come down between Abigail and Sarah
1: yeah I think those are pretty high contenders on my list too okay so uh what's your ideal career take podcasting out of it and if you couldn't do podcasting as a career what do you think would be the thing that you would want to do
0: So I guess it's, I mean, it's hard to become a professional weightlifter, but there are people who do it. Like we see, uh, CJ Cummings and Maddie Rogers and a couple other people. That's their only job is to lift weights. So I think I would probably try to bring the microphone around and (laughs) be a weightlifter and just kind of go to foreign countries and compete and do podcasts with, you know, super strong people that, not a lot of people know about because the weightlifting community is so small. But I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to like put my goals out there and be like, want to say that I can do this, but I think, you know, who knows, I can compete internationally for team USA and keep getting better. And it seems far away right now, but I think it's a, it's a possibility down the line.
1: Yeah. Well, follow up to that then Cause a lot of the weightlifters, their careers, if they're only athletes, Right. So if they're a professional athlete, your professional athlete career is relatively short, isn't it? Only a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I would like and especially weightlifting, like you're just going to get injured. It's like a matter of time between and like at 40, I don't want to not have use of my hands or, you know, I've already had a couple of wrist injuries. So that's always that's always something that scares me. But. I feel like you can definitely use it in the future. Like if you're a weightlifter now or you play a major league baseball, you can always become a baseball coach. You're always kind of sought after, even if you don't have per se the education or the certifications, anything like that.
1: So would you want to coach weightlifting?
0: I would. Yeah. I remember when I, right before um, March, I coach Kim and Heather and Colleen and uh, Mike, Striker Ted <laughs> I always think of him as trigger, time. <laughs> but like that got me so fired up coaching, because c- I was ten times more nervous coaching than I was competing, because I wanted to make sure everyone got the right warm ups and are we on time? And yeah, it- I'm
1: way more nervous for that too. Yeah, it's coaching. scary,
0: but uh, I think it's it's cool. Like I remember Heather missed her second clean and jerk and came back and hit it, and I was just so happy for her. So that part was
1: was really cool. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so for those of you who don't know, we live in Pennsylvania, so if you didn't live in PA, where do you think you would want to live?
0: I want to say, I would, like a year ago, I probably would have told you, like, Los Angeles, but not any particular reason. You did say that, actually. I did say, because I know, like, a lot of people are out there, but probably Austin, Texas. And I've never been to either of those places, but I hear they're super cool. I know a lot of people who have podcasts or YouTube channels are out there. So, and like I'm an introvert, like I, it's not like I'd be going to these house parties or something with a bunch of famous YouTubers. (laughs) Like it would just be, it would probably be the same as Westchester. But we, yeah,
1: we would get the invite maybe from your podcast, and then I would go, and you would (laughs) go home and read. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, austin i've never been to we we've talked about austin a lot But la is out of the question. I wouldn't go back to la I feel like
0: austin has like a good fitness community. Like i've seen a lot of Fitness professionals just in general.
1: Yeah, it's kind of got like it appears that it has this really cool vibe. Yeah, so Yeah, that and seattle seattle's got a really cool vibe too.
0: Doesn't it rain all the time though?
1: It rains a little bit. Yeah,
0: like 300 days a year
1: (laughs) You know, at one point, so I visited Seattle when I was in my early 20s and it only rained, I was there for like six days or something and it rained once or twice. Um, And someone told me that it was actually a myth that it rains all the time. Yeah. And it started out as like an old wives' tale so that people, because Seattle has a lot of uh, transplants. They have a lot of people who come to live there, not necessarily that are from Seattle. And Portland's the same way. And people told me that, yeah, it's a, just a myth, an old, an old wives tale, so that people don't go there. Because they're like, oh, I don't want to move there, <laughs> that it rains all the time. But, I mean, in actuality, I do think it rains pretty often.
0: That'd be pretty crazy if they had that illusion, though, that long. That people, yeah. Because I've never been to Seattle, but I've heard it rain. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there. But <laughs> I've, I've heard it rains all the time, so yeah. I wouldn't want to... It's
1: know, a really cool city, though. Well, so. Very cool. Okay. For all the fangirls out there, boxers or briefs? <laughs> boxers.
0: Uh, I can't do the tight ones. And You even... wear
1: the tight ones to the gym, though.
0: L- they're like compression. Yeah. So... That's what
1: briefs are. Yeah, but I don't like them outside of the gym. Okay. <laughs> all right. So if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? All
0: right. <laughs> I would be Hank, Kim's dog. <laughs> Kim's Frenchie because that dog knows probably way more about people than like I'm a just lot picturing of bad Hank stuff. right now. Yeah, but like I remember seeing him at Kim's house and like he just looked like he was so concerned over is everyone having a good time? Am I having a good time? Like am I hungry? Like that's how I feel like I he am most He looks so time.
1: confused. Yeah. Hank knows a lot of shit. Yeah. He knows more shit about more people Than we do. Yeah,
0: but I remember seeing him and, like, I got you, dude. Like, I relate to
1: you. (laughs) Kim's going to love this. (laughs) Hank, oh, man, he's a good dog. Okay, so do you have any regrets in life? Do you have a biggest regret?
0: I would say... um, I don't know if it, like... I don't know if I have a regret, like I would definitely go back and do stuff differently if I knew like at the time um, when I was a junior in college, I got a like offer to play in a really good baseball league and after two weeks, I hated the coach, so I just quit the team and uh, I would probably stick that out, hopefully, you know, an extra month and see if I could crack the lineup and actually play because like when... When I got there, he told us we were going to have four outfielders on the team. And then second weekend, we had like seven. And then we had pitchers playing outfield. We had basically everyone was playing except me. And then uh, so I was like, I'm out of here. Mm. I'm not going to do this. So Is that
1: the one from New York when you guys stayed in the house?
0: Yeah, that that's when I went two days without Wi-Fi and nearly lost my mind.
1: <laughs> Classic millennial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would lose my mind too. Let's be real. Um. All right. Let's see. Where are we at? So what is your favorite food? And you often do like day and day of eating on Instagram and stuff. But what would you say your favorite food is? And like what would you have if you were on death row or something?
0: It's got to be steak. Like if I'm going out to a restaurant, I want more food. Like I know some people want like a filet mignon that's six ounces and – Taste amazing and is super tender, but I'm the person who wants the 16 ounce ribeye or like the 24 ounce porterhouse. That's me So steak for sure. Um, if I was on death row Do they bring out like can you get more than one thing on the menu? <laughs> I don't know if because it's like a I would have to get I would have to get the ice cream with it like I would want what kind Ben and Jerry's probably um, I like the Netflix and chilled I like the tonight dough. Probably that, probably the tonight dough. But we've, you know, since you're a nutrition coach, we've talked about not eating the whole pint of Ben and Jerry's at one time. <laughs> but if I was on death row and it was like last meal, I would oh, definitely totally eat that. totally eat it. Yeah.
1: I'd be mad if you didn't eat it. <laughs> That's funny that we're talking about death row because we've been watching all those uh, true crime series now.
0: Yeah, I was telling my mom about the Lacey Peterson one. She actually, she knew, she was like, oh, yeah, was that Scott? <laughs> and the, so it's crazy that, like, it was actually that well covered on the news that yeah, people Yeah, I remember
1: knew. that one being covered often, like, daily. Um, What year was that? That was, like, like
0: 2012? F- no, it was, I think it was, like, 2004,
1: 2005. Oh, right, that's... uh. And then he was in jail for a while and I think they maybe were recording or something 2012 popped in my mind Um, But yeah, he's getting a retrial. Yeah, or he it started already.
0: Yeah, the The one thing I took away from that was how much I hate Nancy Grace (laughs) (laughs) And and you know, she's just doing her job. She's talking about what she thinks is true, but I did not like her after that I know you didn't
1: (laughs) Okay, so you've asked this question to someone else before, um, but now since the tables are turned here, if you were stranded on a desert island and food and water were taken care of, what two items would you bring?
0: So number one has to be sunscreen. I got sunburned (laughs) so bad when I was in high school that I literally had to go to the doctor, get antibiotics, like the whole nine. So now I'm definitely afraid of the sun. So sunscreen would be one gotta stick with my 100 proof and then i i would either say a book or a journal i know like you you probably can't it's not barnes and noble where they just send you a new book when you're finished with one so i'd probably (laughs) say a journal and just uh
1: with never-ending pages
0: yeah it'd be kind of cool to you know if anyone ever found it and you're just kind of out there by yourself and like the thoughts that would go through your mind and write them down and probably be interesting to read
1: Mm -hmm. yeah cool all right. How many books would you say that you read in a year?
0: Mm. I would say I probably read 2 to 3 a month. So like 30 like 25 to 35
1: 40. It's a lot of books.
0: Yeah. I I just enjoy reading. Like if I'd rather have that than just sit there scrolling on my phone. I know sometimes I get locked up in the Instagram and, you know, just go down that rabbit hole. But if I have 10, 15 minutes in the afternoon, I don't think there's anything better than just sitting there and kind of forgetting where you are and reading.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I'm really thankful that you got me more into over the last year because I would read only on airplanes or only, I mean, really, I would only read on planes, I think, for a while. And I just didn't have the time with my last job. And it was, I, I just didn't have, I guess, the interest or... I mean right now I'm reading a lot about nutrition obviously but I'm really thankful that you got me into and I always thought that you had to read just one book at a time and I was like how can these people read one, two three books at a time I would get so confused but you don't get confused yeah and I think that's pretty cool so we have like our morning reading time morning book and then I have an evening book so I like that a lot
0: yeah and it's cool like even if you're not a reader, you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to audiobooks. like it's I find it crazy that people don't take advantage of the resources that are out there. Like anyone, any situation that you're in, there's probably a book or yeah. a podcast about it. Absolutely. Somebody who overcame that adversity. So for me, it's like a no brainer that, yeah, I can hear from people who are super smart. Like, of course, I'm going to take advantage of that.
1: So what do you, so you prefer the physical books, right? Not a Kindle. So we have a ton of books right now. (laughs) What's the plan?
0: Yeah, well, follow Angelo.Library on Instagram. And uh, (laughs) I'm putting all my used books out there because it just takes up so much room at this point. You know, 20, 30 books a year starts to add up. And I like, there's a few books that I definitely like to keep because I'll read two, three, four, five, six times. Like it doesn't, if I really like a book and I know there's stuff that I can get out of it, I'll keep reading it. But yeah, for the memoirs and stuff like that, I'll usually read them one time through and then I'm going to start putting them up on Instagram. So if you want, use cheap books. I don't highlight or underline anything. Uh, I got a bookmark. (laughs) I got a bookmark for Christmas. So now I don't crinkle the pages. So you're basically getting a new book for like a quarter of the price.
1: Yeah. I started listening to them on Facebook Marketplace too because, I mean, I have friends that keep all of their books that they've ever read and they have this massive bookshelf and it looks awesome because it's like this full library. Yeah. But I can't imagine moving them and just, I mean, you have them, which is great, but the likelihood that you're going to just go pick one up. Even my mom has a bunch of books in the one uh, room in her house. And I'm like, okay, we can sell these. <laughs> I'm yeah. just on this selling, purging <laughs> and selling binge.
0: <clears throat> yeah, like there's there's a lot of books that I just don't see value in reading again. But there's also a lot of them that I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to read this in the future. Because who knows, six months from now, I'm going to be in a totally different position. So I can always take something from that.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, so do you want a family, wife, kids, house, dog, all that good stuff? And then what's your time frame? I'm actually asking for a friend. I'm not the one asking this question.
0: No. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Okay, noted. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I would definitely love to settle down, get married, have kids. I'm I'm not like a person who's planned it out. I want three kids. I want two boys and a girl. I mean, I definitely want a boy, so hopefully he played baseball <laughs> and not lacrosse or anything like that <laughs> I'm just kidding. oh my god i'm kidding but uh yeah i don't know it's it's scary to think about that like just because the routines we have right now are so good like we get if we sleep 8 hours we wake up in the morning and have time to decompress and drink coffee Yeah, I think
1: decompression goes out the window with kids.
0: Yeah, I know like a lot of people have put on Instagram like the millennial morning routine is like AeroPress coffee, journal, read, and people with kids are like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like two of my kids are almost dead five minutes before they wake up. (laughs) Like I'm constantly putting out fires. I can't do that. Yeah. So
1: things change for sure. Yeah.
0: So I would say like maybe by 30
1: maybe by 30 what marriage or kids
0: i could see both like i've never been like the planner where i'm like i have to get married i have to have kids at this certain time Mm -hmm. but i don't i guess that's like the that's like the age that i think is appropriate but you know that could change yeah it might not change
1: i can't believe i always think it's so crazy don comes into the gym he's got three kids
0: and how old is he? Like 30, 32?
1: No, he's, I think, 31.
0: Yeah, he's been busy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you see
0: him shaking his hips at every chance he gets, you know. That's true. <laughs> he's probably
1: good at, at making the babies. <laughs> um, all right. So last question we have for you on your 100th special episode Um, who would your dream guest be to have on the Better Than Yesterday podcast?
0: So I wanted to have, I didn't have you read me the questions beforehand, but I, I wanted to hear this one. And this is so hard, but I think Laird Hamilton, he's a big wave surfer. And he, um, he founded the app that I do breath work on the XPT life and basically, what he he's a big wave surfer. So he's in Hawaii. He's in, you know, different parts of the I don't know where like the world, I guess at this point, but just chasing waves. But what he does in his season, and he's like 50 he he's got to be 55 or 60 years old and he's sh- absolutely shredded like just looks, you know, like a freak like in a good way, but but so he has like a compound basically in um, Calabasas or Malibu or wherever he is in California, but they do like pool training, they do breath work, they do ice baths, sauna, all that stuff. So I definitely love to pick his brain on what it's like to, you know, paddle towards a hundred foot wave and like. This could kill me.
1: Yeah, I couldn't even imagine that.
0: And then he's also doing, you know, they're doing underwater workouts where they're doing lunges at the bottom of a pool with a 50-pound dumbbell. And, like, that freaks me out, but I think it would also be pretty badass to just go there, just talk with him and learn from him.
1: Yeah, that definitely sounds like something right up your alley. Yeah. All right, so we'll link him in the show notes so that he can get the the (laughs) shout-out and he can hear this, hopefully. Um cool well how did you like being on this side of the table
0: (laughs) it's it's (laughs) nerve-wracking like not having control over the questions i would a hundred percent rather be in my chair and not this one right now
1: oh i like this view so i don't know if i'm ever (laughs) going to be hosting another podcast uh i don't know if i could handle that because i would rather actually be asked the questions i think but anyway i really like this view so we might be changing up the apartment (laughs)
0: One of the things I'll uh, leave the listeners with is, like, I this was from Tools of Titans as I'm looking at it right now, but it was either do something worth writing or – I'm going to butcher this so bad. <laughs> it's either write some, write something worth reading or do something worth writing. So I feel like with the podcast, I'm trying to do something that's worth – listening to that like sounded that. that sounded I don't know you ended I, it well I don't know if I liked how I said that but but yeah. you ended it well I hope like I hope the last 100 episodes has been beneficial to people I hope you know you've gotten a few laughs you've heard from athletes you've heard from coaches you've heard from nutrition experts just um I've learned so much and I hope uh, other people are taking something away from it